0: Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with the final installment of the Connect 40 series entitled How to Pray and Live by Faith. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. I want to ask a question. Man, it
1: just seems like the atmosphere is ripe for God to do wonderful things. Am I in the right atmosphere? man has Has anything good already happened to someone? Raise your hand, look, look around the room. and how many of y'all know there's more on the way right there's more on the way. and so today is the last Sunday of our forty days of faith campaign, and for me, it has just been good. i've enjoyed every aspect of it. We've been on this spiritual journey designed to strengthen and build our faith and the purpose of that is to see God's miraculous power released in and through our lives. So even though 40 days of faith ends today, of course we still have our meetings throughout the week. The actual 40 days is on this upcoming Wednesday. But I mean, you know, this becomes a lifestyle for us. And so all we've done is introduce this congregation in this environment to a lifestyle of faith. It's not something we focus on for 6 weeks. This is something we live every single day of our lives. And so we've been receiving uh, uh, faith to lay hold of God's promises, faith to overcome life's challenges. Uh, We've been receiving faith for God's peace, joy, provision, his protection, and his healing. And today we're going to focus on six key points to praying and living by faith. Now, I didn't get as far as I wanted to in the first service because I spent a lot of time on the front end. So this service, I'm actually going to spend more time on the back end, so I'll encourage you all to go back, listen to the first service, so you can get more on the front end. So let's get into this today. Let's focus our attention on these six keys. Number one, how do you pray the prayer of faith? That would be an important question to me. We've been talking about it, but how do you pray the prayer of faith? Let's look at letter A up underneath that. You find a promise in God's word that covers your specific need. So you find a promise first before you pray, and then you find that prayer or that point or that word that covers your specific need. Let's read 1 John 5, 14 out of the Passion Translation, and it reads this way. Since we have this confidence, now confidence here is all outspokenness, it's bluntness, right? And how many you know when you're confident, you're not afraid to talk about it. Right, and so it says here, and since we have this confidence, we also have great boldness because confidence will give you great boldness. But notice that great boldness is before him. I don't want to have self-confidence. I need to believe in myself, but I mean, no, I need to have more confidence in God. Right, and so since we have this confidence, we have great boldness before him. For if we present any request agreeable to his will, watch this, he will hear us. Now, notice what it didn't say. It didn't say present any request. He said present any request that's what? Agreeable to his will. So the next question would be, well, what is his will? His will is his word, right? So you find his will for your life in the word of God. And so before I pray to God, how many of you know I want to know what his will is for what I'm praying for? So I don't just ask for what I want. I ask for what he wants for my life. I mean, there's a big difference there, right? And so I want to pray prayers and I want to take things to him that are in request to him that are agreeable to his will. Let's look at letter B. Then I want to take that scripture to God in prayer along with the need. So notice, I want to take the scripture first along with the need. Let's read verse 15, 1 John 5, verse 15, and it says, and we know, that word know there means to understand or to be sure, so we understand and we're sure that he hears us, and whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests that we ask of him. So notice we have some inside information and some boldness and some confidence because we're going to him with his word. How many know God likes to be reminded of what he said? Right? And what gives us boldness and confidence is that we actually know what he says. And so this is a paradigm shift for some people. A lot of people just go straight to God. I need, I need, I need. But how many know if I don't know what he said about what I need? We used to call those just shotgun prayers. I'm just hoping he delivers from me. But if I lead with the word of God and just remind God, right, if I have financial needs, God, you said that if I'm a tither and and I give offerings, that you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour me out blessings that I would not have room enough to receive those. God, you promised in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 there, you said that you would supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Notice I'm going to him first with his word that promises my area. And then I say, Father, I thank you that these bills are paid. Amen. Do you all see the difference? A lot of us just go asking for the bills to be paid. And the fact that we don't actually have his promises is an indication that we won't have the confidence because the relationship is not as strong. Do you all see that? So we want to get the word first, right? And so, how I mean, know, oh, God is more interested in his relationship with you than he is giving you things. Right. So if you just focus on building your relationship with God through the word, every time you go to him, you're going to go to him about what he said about your situation. Now, God's obligated to get involved in that. Let's look at letter C. Receive the answer or the provision to your need. Watch this now. When you pray. So you receive the answer and the provision to your need when you pray. Mark chapter 11, 24 here says in the New King James Version, Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, what's the next thing you do? Believe that you receive them and you will what? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, this word believe here is pistuo. It's not is here so so really what he wants you to do is have faith in him more so than faith in stuff so Pistuo here is to have faith in or upon or with respect to a person right it literally says here in the greek to entrust one's spiritual well-being to christ Now, if you read the rest of that to keep that in context, if you back up a little earlier in Mark chapter 11, Jesus earlier had cursed the fig tree the day before, right? And you remember the disciples got all excited about that. They were like, Master, 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 the fig tree that you cursed is withered at the roots. But, But look at Jesus' response, right? We never pay attention to his response. His response was almost like, oh, have faith in God you understand what he was literally saying? It didn't move him because he believed it when he prayed it the day before. They were the ones actually shocked that it happened. It didn't mean anything to him. He said, hey, fellas, just have faith in God. Translation, you can do that also. So so clearly Jesus believed it when he spoke it. Everybody clear? So when we talk about praying and living by faith, it's this ability to get up every single day and acting like what I actually believe is happening. And it already happened. Do you all see that? All right, let's keep going. So I developed that a little bit more in the first service, so make sure you all go back and listen to that. And so he says here, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them. And you shall, not you might have them, but you shall or you will have them, okay? So what have we talked about up to this point? We talked about find the promise in the Word of God that covers your specific need. We're talking about praying uh, the prayer of faith, right? If I just go to God, how many know I might not be in faith if I'm not praying the Word of God? Everybody clear on that? So I want to find that word, pray that word, then letter B, take that scripture to God in prayer along with your need. Which one do you lead with, your need or the word? Word. Excellent. All right, then letter C here, uh, the moment I actually pray that, I want to believe that I have it, and then I will actually have it. Letter D, this is an important key here. Then continue to thank God that he has answered your prayer And met your need, right? And so I pray one time, right? I believe what I pray, and then I enter over into what's called Thanksgiving. Let's read Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 out of the Passion Translation. Listen to this. It says, don't be pulled in different directions. So one thing, if I can give you some insight, especially if you've been saved a minute, whatever you pray about, how many of you are probably going to get pulled in different directions about it? And how you know Satan is a master at sending a counterfeit that looks and sounds just like what you prayed about. Right? And so if you're not clear and sure, then you'll get pulled in a bunch of different directions. So, so here, Philippians is saying, Paul writing to the church at Philippi, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. So worry is the opposite of faith, it's the opposite of trust, it's actually doubt. My grandmother used to always say, son. If you're going to pray about it, then don't worry about it. But watch this. But if you're going to worry about it, then don't pray about it because you can't do both of those, right? So notice what Paul says here. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated or soaked in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude, and then tell him every detail of your life. Now, when I see something called overflowing, I should have had an illustration up here. But but that's like pouring water into a bottle or glass where the glass is smaller than the amount of water in here. So if I poured all this water into this smaller cup, how many know the water would begin to overflow on the outside of the cup? So now we're talking about doing more than what's required. Right, And so I used to remember we'd go to these, I was 23, 24, 25 years old. We'd go to these camp meetings down in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was Winter Bible and Camp Meet. Camp meeting was in July, Winter Bible was in February, and we'd go to those every single year. And Dad Hagen would say this, he would say, when your praise and your thanksgiving equals your prayers, you're there. But when it overflows, now you really believe that. And it's this ability, folks, to take that word of God to God in prayer, right, and believe I received it the moment I prayed and then overflow with thanksgiving that I already have it. And I can go to bed, wake up, and just praise God every single day that what I prayed yesterday is true in my life. Come on, somebody. And I can get up the next day. I can go to bed, wake up, and then just praise God that it is true, right? Regardless of what I see with my natural eyes, it might be healing. I still need to get up and say that my body is healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Father, you said in First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, that by your stripes I am healed. And so so Father, I know that the doctor said one thing. I know the report, I even physically know how my body feels. But I'm standing on your word. I'm giving you thanksgiving and glory that I have healed. I believe it. That settles it. And I'm going to give you praise until I see it. Come on, I need somebody in here to, to catch that, right? Right? So how many of you are right now? Let me check your overflow meter right now. How many of y'all have already prayed about something? Right? How many of y'all really believe what you pray? Now l- let me see what overflowing in Thanksgiving looks like to you. Let me, let me see what that looks like to you. Uh, overflowing. What does overflowing in Thanksgiving look like to you? All right, so now, so now I want to challenge you. It's easy to do that in church all right, I might. I might. You're going to make me get off the stage and run with you. See, she got a revelation of that, right? right. And so, watch this. Now, I want to challenge you. It's easy to do that in church. Easy. Can you get up tomorrow morning and overflow with thanksgiving to God? See, and on Monday, it still didn't show up. Can you wake up on Tuesday and still overflow with thanksgiving to God, right? And guess what? Tuesday, it still didn't show up, but I'm getting up on Wednesday the exact same way I got up on Monday, the exact same way I got up on Tuesday, and I'm getting up every single day that way until I see it in my life. Let's look at number two. How do you live by faith? So now we just talked about how to pray the prayer of faith, but now how do I live by faith, right? Most of us know the saying, right? We've all grew grew up this way. I'll believe it when I see it. Right or wrong? Especially if it's somebody that's just been talking just... Uh, I believe that when I see it right we kind of get conditioned as human beings to only believe what we see right so most of us do that yet the bible exhorts us to believe without seeing completely opposite right so if we choose to believe without seeing we will eventually see what we believe kind of like the song said today right I don't have to see it but I know it's coming I don't have to see it. I wish I could sing, boy. I'd take us there right now. Maybe I can talk it. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Was that all right? All right, join in with me. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Let's build a little bit. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Now put a little something with it. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Now do something else with it. I don't have to see it, but I know whatever you want to add to it. One more time. I don't have to see it, but I know it's coming. Do you believe that today? Come on, go ahead and give God some praise. Now, now now we take that prayer and we make that a lifestyle. Let's talk about what that looks like. How do I live by faith? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. And you might say, Well, why did he choose this? Because once you get to know me, I'm not interested in how big of a house you live in. What kind of car you drive? I'm not impressed. So we've, over the years, churches made a mistake, and we think maturity is measured by stuff. So we talk about our private planes and our houses and our clothes and our... And how many of y'all know that does not measure spiritual maturity? The fruits of the Spirit measure spiritual maturity, right? So we're all on this journey. We're just pilgrims passing through. This is not our home, folks. And so the reality is, as beautiful as your house is, you can't take it with you. I mean, when you leave, that house is staying in the earth. So why focus all of our life on stuff? Let's look at the big picture. Let's look at eternity and, and spiritual things. So notice what Paul says here to the church at Corinth. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, he says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in, this physical body, uh, is taking down. That is when we die, we leave this earthly body. We just celebrated a life on yesterday. And, and I had to remind the people, of course, they're looking at a physical body, but, but he's not there. Carl, gone, man. I'm talking about out of here. And the reality is, he does not want to come back. I'm just telling you the truth, right? So watch this. So we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die, we leave this earthly body. See, there's the text. We will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. Come on, somebody, thank God for that glorious body that you're getting ready to get on the other side. Now, I had a guy walk up to me. I'm going to call him out. I think he's in the room right now. But he said, Pastor, when, when you do mine in about 15 years. I said, man, if you don't get away from me with that stuff. I said, how old are you? I think he said 60. I said, man, you'll just be a baby at 75. What are you talking about? You just really learned something at 75. Come on, somebody. Now you're ready to live a little bit at 75. You got a little money saved up? Come on, somebody. Ready ready to go on again? He talking about, when my time comes. Man, what are we talking about? Boy, you ain't going. I'm talking to you. If you're in this room right now, you will live way longer than 15 more years. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, somebody. You'll live way longer than 15 more years. Let's drop down to verses uh, 6 through 8, same chapter. I'm going to read those out of the New King James Version, and you'll see the Scripture uses the sandwich method here. So watch in verse 6. It says, so we are always confident. So notice, now they're confident on the front end, knowing that while we are at home in the body, that's all of us right now, we are at home physically in our bodies. Watch this. We are absent from the Lord. Absent in terms of our eternal reward. That's why I read verse one first. Okay, so we know how many. Of his presence is with us through the Holy Spirit right now. But the context here is we're absent from our eternal reward. Now look at verse seven. Verse seven or verse yeah verse seven says the the answer. So then, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So in other words, in order to get to my eternal reward. I've got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Look how he wrapped that up in that sandwich principle in verse 8. So now he says in verse 8, I'm confident again on the back end. Yes, and well pleased. Watch this. Now he's saying I prefer this rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So in between both of those truths is this ability to walk by faith and not by sight. So if I want to get to my eternal reward, which is what we all want, we all want to get to that day, and we want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord that I prepared for you before the foundations of the world. How many of you know if I lived in the biggest house, what profit would I gain if I had all these world's goods? And I lost my own soul. You all still with me out there? So if you're listening to anything I'm saying today, stop spending your whole life chasing stuff that you can't take with you. And chase God who will give you enough stuff to enjoy on your journey. Come on, somebody. Until you get to your ultimate reward which will be far greater than anything you'll ever experience on this earth. Okay. Everybody still with me out there? So let's talk about this for a moment. Because so, he says something very powerful in between those two truths. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, then what does that look like? The word walk means to live or to be occupied with. So now we're talking about a lifestyle. We can also replace the word walk with the word live. So we live by faith. But faith here is the Greek word pistis. So now we're talking about moral conviction, we're talking about moral credence, we're talking about truth. And how many of you know the Word of God is truth? So if you're listening to what he's saying, what you've got to now learn how to do if this is going to be a lifestyle, you've got to learn how to live by the truth of the Word of God. Yes. Yes. And not by what you see. Now, I have to be careful when I say certain things. But if you get all of your information from the media, you are in trouble. Because there's always a left agenda and a right agenda, depending on what network you're watching. And I just wonder, over the years, have they just used us as human experiments? To see how much of the country can we take in one direction. Because this country was built upon freedom of speech. But yet I posted something opposite and I got my page shut down and put in jail. So now they're controlling the narrative. Hmm? Yeah, my social media channel. So now, what they're doing, they're not, I don't have free speech, they're controlling the narrative. So, if I don't know how to walk by faith, if I'm only walking by what I see, I might get deceived. Now, let me give you another truth. In the last days, you know what the, one of the greatest signs is going to be? Deception. And the scripture says that if we're not careful, even the very elect, will be deceived if they're not careful. So now you got pastors up in pulpits endorsing stuff that God does not endorse. Come on, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen. Right. And so I'm going to leave that alone right there because I don't talk about pastors. I pray for pastors. But what I'm saying is whatever you hear me say, you better go back to this book and make sure that's where I got it from. I wouldn't trust anybody today if they can't show it to me in the Word of God. See, today, if your mouth is moving, I'm not listening unless you back that up with the truth. Come on, do I have anybody in here that loves the truth? Come on, I feel like I just made Satan real mad. Come on, can we give God a real big hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's keep traveling now. Let's keep traveling. All right, and so then we walk by or we live by the word of God, not what we see, what we can view. What has an appearance, a shape, what we can see with our physical eyes. Let's look at the letter A up underneath that. So, when we become born again, we have to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Just like a newborn baby that comes into the world, I mean, they have to learn how to live according to the world. And what they need is parents to teach them, right? And so, the parents' job is to teach the children how to live. Right. And so it's no different. That's why small groups and connect groups, all of those things are so important to a church because when a person gets saved, how many know they need other people to teach them how to live? Right, And so let me show you a principle here when we talk about this. It's not in your notes, but let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic, right? So when we become born again, we must learn to, to walk by faith and, and not by sight. We've got to learn that, right? When I, I got saved, everything I did was wrong, right? How I approached women, how I saw women. I mean, you know, I got to undo all of that stuff and learn now God's way of, of how to treat of female and, and God's definition of love and God's definition of marriage. I've got to learn how, because I've been doing everything wrong for 22 years, right? I was raised, and they, they said being a pimp was the way to go. You don't fall in love with women. They fall in love with you. You don't spend money on them. They spend money on you. You, boy, all of that stupid stuff. Now I get saved, I got to learn a different way of doing stuff. Right? Because that's not getting ready to work in the kingdom. That's not getting ready to work in the kingdom. Right? So watch this. Matthew chapter 633, Amplified Classic, I'm broke as I don't know what. How I many you know I got to learn finances God's way? I don't, I have nothing. I'm walking around putting sweatpants on under my pants because I've lost so much weight, my pants won't stand up, stay up. That's how broke I am. After college, I got to find out how to prosper God's way. Amen. Okay. Watch this verse here. Powerful verse. Matthew 633, Amplified Classic says, but seek. That means to investigate. Search out. Aim at and strive after. First of all, see, first things first. His kingdom and his righteousness. Now, the Amplified Classic defines that as his way of doing and being right. And a lot of times, see, I call that integrity, when you're doing right and you're being right. That's when what you say and what you do agree. I mean, a lot of people do right, but they're they're not being right. What I mean by that? so, So coming to church today is doing right. I mean, if you live with somebody you're not married to, you're not being right. But you're doing right, you're not being right. How I many you know we need those two to agree in order to operate in the kingdom? Right? And so think about it. I'm all messed up, man. If I keep trying to approach women the way I've been doing this my whole life, I don't care about nobody. The only thing I care about is myself. I'm extremely selfish. I'm going to get you before you get me in whatever realm that's in. Right? We're going to play the game then. Right? And not, uh, not realizing, right, at the end of the day, Satan was playing all of us. So if I take that messed up thinking into this marriage, how I many know I'm getting ready to mess this marriage up? So the first person I need to prove to that I can live this is myself, not my wife. So I've never been faithful to nothing in my life. I've never been faithful to anything. So the first person I need to prove that to, I need to learn how to do right and be right for myself. So now I got to go in the tank and in the lab and learn everything God's word says about relationships and make sure I'm becoming what he wants me to be. But watch this. I'm not just learning about my role. I'm learning about hers as well. So now when she shows up, I know what she looks like. Right? Now I'm past just body. I'm interested in you spiritually. I'm interested in your mind. Come on, somebody. I'm interested in do you love God? I'm interested in your intellect. Now I ain't gonna lie that I'm still interested in your body. But it just wasn't number one anymore. Come on, let's just, come on now. We ain't gonna act like that. She could have had all that, but if that last piece wasn't there... I would have said, God bless you, sister. Go and be well and be filled. And let the Lord move you on that way and let's keep looking. Can we just be honest? Come on, let's not, let's not over-spiritualize you. But I moved that to the back of the line and not the front of the line. Finances, I never, ever, we've been broke my whole life. And I decided to trust God. I'm going to learn how to prosper God's way. So at the age of 22, I said, I'm never going to miss tithes and offerings. Now watch this. I'm 56 years old. So for 33 years, I've never missed that. Watch this now. Now we're going to give God the glory for this. I have never had a need go unmet. And I'm at a place today I I don't want for anything. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't learn how to live by faith. Everybody clear? So this is what most people do. They get saved, so they're doing right, but then they keep living the way they always lived. Watch this. So then people don't want your God. Because they say you go to church, but you do the same stuff I did. So I don't need to go there to be that way. So so I'm challenging our church today. So they don't need to see our fancy cars and all that stuff. They need to see the quality of the life that we live. If we're really going to impact an entire community. Now look at your neighbor and say, ask them, are you doing right and being right? Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, you too. Are you doing right and being right? Now turn around one more time. Look at somebody behind you and say, hey, man, what you doing? Now watch this. If they just stared at you, pray for them. Shut your hands right now and just pray. If they did you like this stretch your hands right now and just pray for it. They just will. You know I ain't. You know I'm not. You know it. Don't ask me that. You already know where I'm at. But how many know we all got a chance to grow? Come on. Thank God that His mercy is sufficient, right? His grace is sufficient. All right, let's keep traveling now. Letter B, why? Because the written word of God tells us all about it, right? So if we're gonna, after we become born again and we're gonna learn how to walk by faith, we gotta go to the written word of God because the written word of God is gonna tell us all about it. Letter C. So the word of God becomes our way of life instead of the things that we can see, feel, and touch. So now I don't go with my eyes, I go with my ears in terms of what I read. Do you all see that? And I hear from the things that I say out of my mouth. I don't how many know looks can be deceiving? Right? You ever looked at somebody's like cause you know they'll put their highlight rim on their Instagram and and then you see them in person and you go. <laughs> Anybody ever been there before? I remember one time I heard this pastor say that he uh, married this, cause this lady because she was always on her A-game. He never seen her and she wasn't on her A-game and she could sing for Jesus. I mean, she could just sing. She could blow. And so, of course, a pastor wants a gift, right? He wants a, a person that he can marry that's gonna help him in ministry. And he said, every time I saw her, she was on her A-game. And I, mean, I never saw her off. And he said, the first night, they got married. They got home. and She, she got to taking off stuff. And took off all the makeup and everything. He said he was asleep. This is a true story. Am I right or wrong? This is a true story. He, he said, he looked over and he said, sing for Jesus. Sing. Sing for Jesus. All I'm saying, folks, looks can be deceiving. Don't always trust your eyes. Now, how many y'all you know that can go both ways? I use it on that side. That's why none of the ladies, all the ladies went. But how many y'all you know that can work both ways? I've been trying to convince her to let me do something up here. No, no. Dion, Dion did. Dion did. If it's good enough for Dion, No. No, I got to do something. I'm trying to tell you. all I'm, I'm going to walk out here one Sunday with a line. And it's going to be tight, too. You hear me? I'm talking about a tight line straight across here. Don't do it. All right. But, but, but my point is the same, right? That can go both ways, right? I mean, you know, he can do a whole lot of stuff. A lot of times with guys, they'll do it differently. I work for such and such. I make X, Y, Z. And then you really get to know him. And what he really meant was I applied for XYZ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get back to the word. I'm y'all glad glad you came to church today, right? Get get. So so our eyes can deceive us, right? So the Word of God becomes our way of life instead of the things we can see, feel, and touch. Number three, walk or live in by faith means walking by the written Word of God. B, walking by the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is an important principle here. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says, for all who are led, New Living Translation is right there in your outline. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Right? And so led by the Spirit of God, our children of God. Now, when I think about being led, I'm thinking about gentle. Right? Stand up for a minute, babe. I'm thinking about gentle, right? And so when I think about something leading me, it's like this. Right? Don't she look cute? That's, I just wanted y'all to see her. That's all. That's why I did that. I just wanted y'all to see I did all right. Go ahead. Ain't he all right? Won't he do it? Huh? Won't he do it? Yeah, he will. Alright, and so when I think about being led, that's what I think about. God, stay right here, baby. God leading you. But how many know Satan is always like this? Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. He's always behind you trying to push you to get you to do something. God's always out in front of you, leading you. You all see the difference? Thanks, baby. You all see me hit her on, you all see me hit her on her little that's huh? Huh? Did y'all see that? Well, oh, that's called 25 years right there, boy. 25 years of faithfulness. We don't like to talk about that up here anymore. 25 years of never cheating on my wife. It can be done, and it's still being done. To God be all the glory. All right, so for all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? So now watch letter C here. The Word and the Spirit will confirm and agree with each other. The Word and the Spirit will always confirm and agree with each other. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5, verses 6-8, and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. It says here, Jesus Christ is the one who was revealed as God's son by his water baptism. And you all might remember in Matthew chapter 3, when John was baptizing Jesus, the scripture says that the heavens opened and a voice came out of heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, right? And so God's son by his water baptism and by the blood of his cross. So it wasn't by water only, but it was by water and blood. Watch this. And the spirit who is truth confirms with this testimony or with his testimony. So we have three constant witnesses giving their evidence, the spirit, the water and the blood. And these three are in agreement. So I'm going to make this as simple for you as I can. The Spirit will never contradict the Word, and the Word will never contradict the Spirit. But let me teach you how to develop. I would not trust voices if I have not spent time with the Word. Let me show you what you want to develop. You want to develop a discipline of spending time with the word of God, who is Jesus, right? So I spend time with Jesus through his word, and then I learn to listen to his voice behind his word. Because, see, as I study his word, how I many you know his voice is going to come and give me specific instructions about how that applies and what that means to my life. And so, what I'm encouraging you to do is if you don't do that first part, don't trust that second part. Because there are a lot of voices out here. Right? Discipline yourself to trust the written word of God so that you can hear the voice of God behind it. So, remember how Jesus described us in John chapter 10, right? He called us sheep. Now, how many of y'all know the characteristics of a sheep are, are really not that glamorous? Sheep are not smart. See, but, but if you follow him, how many of y'all know he'll make you smart? Right? That's why they have to have a shepherd dog to help keep them because they, they don't see well. So, so they're not smart. They don't see well. But watch this. They have excellent hearing. So if you're following along, listen to what Jesus said, right? My sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they'll not follow. So you spend enough time with the word of God, I mean, you'll learn his voice. So now when I'm not with the word of God and I hear his voice, I can compare that to the word of God. And that's going to keep you safe out here because there are a lot of voices, right? A lot of voices. You know, I could be up at the park when I was a kid, and we always played basketball, football, baseball, whatever. We'd make up sports at the park, and the park would be packed, right? So we had cell phones, all that stuff back then. My mother would go to the corner, and she would yell my name. And how many I you know? Wild playing. Right? Or the streetlights had a voice. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Because my mother said, be in this house before those street lights come on. So somehow I could hear her voice behind the flickering. Of, it would start flickering, and boy, we would bust it and dive in the back door. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? And she'd be standing there like, yeah, I was waiting on you, boy. You just came in here a few minutes later. right?" Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, what's the point I'm making here? I spent so much time with my mother. My mother raised me. I recognized her voice. Out of all of the yelling and talking stuff and all the stuff happening at the park, the moment she yelled my name, I recognized her voice. Why? Because I spent time with it. Okay? And so remember, those two are never going to contradict themselves. But if you don't spend time with the word, don't trust, trust voices and compare every voice you hear to the written word of God. Come on, somebody ought to give God thanks for that in here today. That'll protect you and keep you safe out here. All right, so really now, number four here, I'm just going to quote this. Thomas refused to believe without seeing. In John chapter 2, verse 25 through 29, Thomas said that if unless I see the nails in his hand, and the piercing in his side, what did he say? I will not believe. Now, if you look up that word believe, there is pistuo. I will not trust you. I will not trust that that's Jesus. So, in other words, all Thomas was saying, unless I see it, I won't believe it. So, he's only going to live by his senses. Jesus said, Blessed are the ones who believe. So so he looked past Thomas, and he looked thousands of years down the road and saw all of us. And he said, Thomas, the ones that are going to be truly blessed are the ones who believe without ever seeing me. And how many know that's us right here. And listen to what what this word blessed means. He said, they're going to be blessed. They're going to be supremely fortunate and well off. Anybody believe in Jesus without ever physically seeing him? Well, come on, man. Get ready for your life to be supremely fortunate, well-off, and blessed. Thomas said, I must see physical evidence before I'm willing to believe. Jesus says, Thomas, you do, do not be unbelieving. That word means faithless, but believing. So refusing to believe without seeing physical evidence is called unbelief. Do you all see that? So refusing to believe without seeing physical evidence is called unbelief. Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So those who have not seen and yet believe are those who walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, I'm just going to stop right here for the day because all of the rest of that is in your notes. How I many of y'all are going to commit to go and study the rest of that, right? It's a whole lot more I could have said in there, but I think you got the, the important parts today. So, so how do you pray the prayer of faith? How do you pray the prayer of faith? So let me ask the questions, because all I'm hearing is, what's the first thing you want to do? Then you want to take that written word and do what? That that, that is the promise for your need. Then you want to take it and do what? Pray the word to God, right, that meets your need. Do you lead with your need, or do you lead with the word? You lead with the word of God, right? You pray that, then you do what? Then you believe it, right? So the moment you pray it, you believe you you receive it, right? Then what do you do? Overflow. Go ahead and do it real quick. Just go ahead and do it real quick. You, You just overflow with thanksgiving. I mean, you overflow with that, right? So you go to bed, you get up, and you praise God. You do what? You go to bed, you get up, and you do what? You praise God. What do you do? You go to bed. You get up, and you overflow in that. That's how you pray the prayer of faith. How do you live by faith? How do you make faith a lifestyle? Let me ask all the questions, because all I'm hearing is, all right, and so, right, if I'm going to live by faith, if I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, I'm gonna learn how, have to, how, I'm going to have to learn how to live by the word of God. So I got to take everything that I do and compare it to the Word of God. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, it's too hard. Man, listen, now, now, can I challenge that for a moment? Now, I'm going to let you all out here. A lot of people say that's too hard. Can I challenge that for a moment? This is what the Bible says. The Bible teaches that the way of a transgressor is hard. You know what a transgressor? One that goes against. Jesus said in in Matthew chapter 11, he says, Come come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What did he say? For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So I challenge that. You're making life hard for yourself. It's actually easy to obey God and hard to go against God. I'm done because I'll keep going. Let's all stand to our feet. Praise God. You all get anything out of this today? I said, you all get anything out of this today? All right. Make sure you all study and read the rest of that because it will be a blessing to you. It's a lot more nuggets in there, okay? And so then, uh, our faith project for this week is just to walk in these principles, right? Hear what the Word of God says about your life. Believe it in your heart, what the Word of God says. Confess it with your mouth, right? Do what the Word of God says daily and then get up every single day and overflow with gratitude and thanksgiving right and you're gonna see your life I'll challenge you you look at your life one year from now September the 3rd if you'll live this as a lifestyle every single day of your life you look at your life September the 3rd 2024 and you won't even recognize it let's go ahead and get excited about all that we know is coming (laughs) praise God truckloads of blessings on the way and some are here now Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and His name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with Him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with Him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God, in Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.